Welcome to the Gospel Clarity Podcast, where we explore how the story of Jesus changes everything. In order for the gospel to be central, it must be functional. I'm your host, Mark Smith. And my name is Andrew Arthur. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Hello and welcome to the Gospel Clarity Podcast. My name is Mark. And my name is Andrew. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Andrew, we are on episode 12. Yeah, I feel like it's been forever since our last episode. It has been. Took some contemplation. Yeah, sorry for you listeners who have been waiting anxiously, just gripping the phone, waiting for that podcast (laughs) Notification. notification to come on. If you do, though, for reals, we're really grateful for you. And But if, you know, you don't do that, that's okay. But we're still here and we're happening. Um, Andrew, how long, how many more episodes do you think we're going to be able to squeeze in before summer? So before summer, the end of season one, we're going to have episodes taking us all the way through the end of June. And I think our goal is to do at least three more in addition to this one. Yeah. So there'll be one released every week mm-hmm. for the month of June. Yeah. So four total episodes to go. Yep. And then we will take July and August off. Right. Revamp in September. Yep. With a whole new passion. Whole, whole new, new passion. Drive. Whole new, same vision. Same vision. Same vision to same. cultivate gospel clarity. Yep. In the church for the world. Right. Um, but it's going to look a little different. I think we might spend that time, that next, those two months, just thinking about what we can speak to and how we can continue this conversation, which we're really excited about. So, Yeah, and I would recommend anyone to submit topics and themes that you would like to, um, that you would like for us to address Absolutely. and think through and talk about and discuss. Uh, please don't hesitate to submit those to gospelclarity at hallowschurch.org. I'll say it one more time because we want your questions. We want your feedback. For those of you who have been sending in questions, um, we love it. We love hearing from you. Um, it is gospelclarity at hallowschurch.org. Send in anything, any kind of um, ideas or topics that you would like to be addressed. We can thoughtfully pray through those and think about them. And um, if it's an easy question or an easy topic, we can talk about it pretty quickly after the request. So yeah, it's up to you guys. Um, but you can expect September will be jumping back into season two. Now, but we still have four episodes to go. Yeah, we have these are best episodes yet. Right. This isn't goodbye. This isn't goodbye to anybody. Um, but Andrew, let's move into the topic for today, which is, so can I frame it a little bit? Frame what? The topic. You want to frame the topic? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so a couple of days I ago, <laughs> I was talking to one of our disciples in the church who has been listening to the podcast. And a couple of episodes ago, we dealt with the theme of the sacredness of Sundays. And he was asking uh, about this whole idea of preparation. Uh, that that was a kind of a side point that we made in that, in that episode where we uh, recognized that God's people uh, in the Old Testament specifically would as they would move towards the temple in preparation to gather together to worship the Lord, they would prepare themselves in various ways. They would sing certain hymns, certain psalms on the way up uh, the mountain to the temple. They would uh, cleanse their hands. They would do these different things to prepare themselves to meet with the Lord. And of course, if you take in the whole sacrificial system, uh, it it takes a lot of, you have to prepare a lot if you're going to bring a sacrificial offering to the Lord um, on the day of worship. And so 
we um, talked about those dynamics and we talked about the importance of gathering together with God's people regularly. Um, I think in the ideal scenario, we said a couple of episodes ago would be, you know, on the Lord's Day, which is Sunday, the day of the resurrection for reasons that we mentioned in that podcast. And so, but in that kind of sidebar conversation about preparing ourselves to gather with God's people, I think that that piqued some curiosity and I think some interest in some disciples' lives where they were wondering what are some things that disciples can do to prepare themselves to gather with God's people to make the most of those moments where we share uh, the same space together at the same time to celebrate who God is, to draw near to God together, to meditate on the same truths of the gospel at the same time, basically just to worship the Lord. What are some things that we as a church and members of the church and those who gather with the church, what are some things we can do to make them to prepare ourselves to make the most of that time? Um, and also I think hits different people's and what we're going to be talking about today addresses different people's seasons of life that they're in, right? So these, these, um, ways in which we can prepare ourselves that we're going to be addressing and talking about today is not just for someone in some season of life, right? Uh, but it's for yeah. everyone. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was, you know, if if, if you're getting ready, if you're if you're if you know you're going to be gathering, if the Lord wills and nothing happens, you're going to be gathering with God's people uh-huh. on the day of worship, uh, whether it be Sunday or if you're in a context where Sundays aren't possible and the church has to gather perhaps in secret or in hiding or underground. Uh, because of where they're located in the world and they have to pick a different day, whatever that day is. Um, and you know that that day is coming and you know that, that that's unique time and you, that you're going to occupy space in a unique way with other people. How can we be um, focused on that? How can we move towards that moment in meaningful preparatory ways? Mm. Um, which I think is a, a great thing for us to think about because we as Americans, we just kind of move through life a lot of times. Uh, we, we may plan, but we plan, um, we're, we're planning for vacations, we're planning for trips, we're planning for breaks, we're planning for things that, 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 we, just, that, that we just do in life. Yeah. And, but what kind of gets lost in that is we don't always prepare to worship. And we don't prepare ourselves to sit under the teaching of God's word. Mm-hmm. We don't prepare ourselves to sing and to celebrate truths about who God is with other with other believers. Uh, we don't prepare ourselves to partake in the Lord's Supper. Um, we don't prepare ourselves to celebrate baptism um, regularly mm-hmm. um, in terms of celebrating other disciples being baptized and things like that. And so I think this is something that we should think about because I think preparation... Um, and and being very intentional in the steps that you're taking towards gathering with God's people, you can 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 really make that a richer time than what you may have been experiencing prior to then mm-hmm. or up till then. You know what that makes me think about? That makes me think. He's looking at me right now. He's silent, <laughs> but he was looking at me. Um, that makes me think about um, the. I took a sip of coffee. <laughs> the um, I don't even drink coffee anymore. This is tough. I know. Is it good? Uh, it's been a long time since I've had coffee, but okay. today I, I kind of need it. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm, I hope that you talk faster and like you're just... <laughs> you <laughs> get, get jittery. Yeah. Zing of caffeine. Anyway, what that makes me think about is um, it makes me th- look back in church history and make me think about the time of the Puritans. 
in how their teachings would be often fields. Do you know this? Have you heard about this at all? And people sure. would, well, th- because they were, they were under persecution, right, mm-hmm. with the English government, and people would walk into fields for like three hours at least. They'd be walking miles mm-hmm. into this open little pasture where a preacher would be. And they would be, and then they would hear a message, but that message would be like two to three hours long sometimes, <laughs> like long lengths of sermons. Gotta and then that, they would take make another that trek worth it, right? And then, they, yeah, exactly. And then they would take another, you know, couple hours to walk back home. Mm-hmm. And I was always, when you were mentioning that, I was thinking about the mental preparation that they would be taking of walking that long. That's, an, that's a bit of an investment. That's something that we don't have to necessarily do anymore. Like we're not, right. step, we're not actually physically walking to the church for that long of a time. If any of you are walking for that long of a time, I would encourage <laughs> you know, maybe a taxi or something. But, <laughs> Take a bus. Hey, we, we do encourage walking to you we, know, reduce our carbon footprint, but uh, most people who... For two to three hours, If you're walking though, three hours, you're probably in another zip code, which, yeah. <laughs> which means there may be a, a church closer to exactly, where you are. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so anyway, but all that to say is that uh, you, know, you mentioning that makes me think about the intention... And the mental preparation, the spiritual preparation they put in to, and people and Christians throughout history have put in to Sundays, mm-hmm. and the sacredness of God's people coming together and sitting under the Word and hearing mm-hmm. God's Word together. Yeah. Right, and so let's let's think about what are some of those things. Since we're not walking three hours, uh, we may be taking a bus for twenty minutes, or we may yeah. be walking a few blocks. We have um, that convenience in this yep. densely populated urban context mm-hmm. um, with with public transit, and which are good things. Um, even the bus, the bus is a good thing. I believe it. I believe it in faith. The bus can be a good thing, and uh, the. Um, what do we do? What are some things that disciples can do in preparation, uh, not just on Sunday mornings, but in the week leading up to Sunday, so that they're kind of living towards gathering and they're thinking about it ahead of time. They're prayer, they're prayerfully preparing themselves to gather with God's people. This is a week ahead um, of time. Yeah, leading right? up to Sunday. Okay. What are some things that disciples may do that uh, would help them engage that moment in a meaningful intentional way. First, I think you can be praying for the people that you worship with. Right. And that, what that does is that softens your heart towards people that you're worshiping with. It also creates a spirit of, of camaraderie with other Christians and with the church so that recognizing that we are in this thing together. And this is one of the things I love most about the gathered church um, that the gathering of the church reminds us that Jesus died for a people and not just a person, mm-hmm. and that we are a part of the people. And the gathering of the church also reminds us that we don't get to pick and choose who also joins us at that time in that space, who else is brought into the church by the grace of God through faith in the gospel. We don't get to pick and choose those. But if we are um, not careful and we pull back from the gathering of the church or from the reality of the, the of what the church, of what God intended the church to be in the world. And we kind of come up with other definitions or other, um, other, uh, um, quote unquote churches and things that we kind of build around our own schedules and around our own personalities and around our own preferences. So for example, if, if I kind of take a, 
um, perspective on church where it's just anytime Christians are hanging out, that's church. If I take that mentality, I'm going to really be doing my soul a disservice because uh, chances are I'm only hanging out with people I want to hang out with. And there's no challenge there. There's no growth there. There's no uh, iron sharpening iron in a in an abrasive, challenging sense. It's more of a, um, it's really no different than a fraternity and hanging out with frat brothers and and uh, being in that kind of environment where uh, it's just not conducive to what Jesus would have us be about. Mm-hmm. So all I have to say is, as we are moving towards the gathering of the church, praying for the whole church reminds you that you are a part of a whole and it cultivates camaraderie between you and those that you will be standing beside and sitting with and listening to the scriptures alongside and and singing with. I mean, it, it creates a, a healthy camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what are some other, what are some other ways we can prepare? We have prayer. We can mm-hmm. be pray, praying for um, each other, for our church, and what else? Um, uh, I, I think it's a good practice for Christians to be told, be told where in the Bible they're going to be on Sunday, oh, so yeah. that Christians can, great... as you get ready to gather with the church, you can spend some time in the passage that you are going to sit under in the gathering. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a good practice for churches to circulate their their preaching calendars, their uh, the passages so that people know what passages are going to be preached on what Sundays so that they can take that and they can read through the passage, reflect upon this passage, meditate upon the passage. And, um, and who knows how the Holy Spirit is going to unlock layers and depth of truth and impact from that text because you've been sitting with it in preparation of sitting under it uh, on Sunday. Yeah. And also, I think that's a great time to... Um, that can help us learn interpretations, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we're experiencing a text in one way, maybe we're misreading it sometimes. That can totally happen. Yeah. If, so, <laughs> I mean, you if, can read something and right. say, this is what it means. And then when it's preached, you can learn pretty quickly. Oh, maybe yeah. I was off there. Or maybe that word didn't quite have that meaning that I thought it did. Yeah. Right. It helps, helps us, um, navigate, navigate. Yeah. And it helps us develop our competencies as well. If a, if a preacher is doing his job, if, if it's mm-hmm. good preaching, good preaching will showcase the scripture in a way that um, will help Christians read the scriptures going forward. And so the more you sit under good preaching, the more you can um, call out the richness of scripture in your Bible study and in your personal times of, of scripture reading and reflection and this, that, and the other. Um, that's one of the benefits and blessings of good expository preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so to recap real quick, we can pray. We can read. Pray in preparation. Pre- pray in preparation. We can read in preparation. Mm-hmm. And I would say um, the third piece to that would be to rest in preparation, meaning in order to be fully alert and coherent and engaged on, say, if you gather on Sunday mornings, it might serve your soul well to get a good night's sleep on Saturday. Um, If you know you're about to gather with God's people and drawing near to the presence of God in a uniquely manifest manifest way uh, that happens in the gathering of God's people, um, 
it would be very wise for us to get in the habit of resting well uh-huh. in preparation for that time. Going to bed early. So we can be fully focused, fully yeah. present, fully alert, like um, staying up till 3.30 on Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then trying to gather at 9 a.m. isn't yeah. going to serve your soul well. And you're going to wonder, am I really getting anything out of these moments uh, when physically you haven't taken care of yourself in a way to be fully present yeah. in that moment? And And if I may also speak into that, you know, all of us kind of have our different seasons and different um, ways that we can rest. So I'm maybe speaking to, like right now, I have young kids. Mm-hmm. And so a full night's sleep, maybe I'm not going to get a full night. Maybe it's going to be broken up, but, <laughs> you know, interrupted sleep. And so for for all of us, though, we do have strategies and ways that we can find ways that we can rest. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you if maybe it's, you know, looking at a full night's sleep, maybe you're, maybe you go to bed early, but your nighttime is going to be interrupted. That still shouldn't, um, take away the intentionality behind resting, um, whichever way that you do. So maybe if your night's broken up, maybe the way that you rest is you get up early or you wake up in the morning and have coffee, you know, getting ready, mentally resting and preparing yourself before you go can also help. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, people rest differently. People rest differently. Yeah. The principle is just, you know, to make sure you rest before like get, be rested before you gather with God's people, if at all possible so that you can do what you can do and control what you can control as it relates to, uh, your health and recognizing that we are spiritual, physical beings. And, um, a lot of times our physical life can impact our spiritual life. And if we are tired physically, we're not going to be able to engage spiritually. And so resting, sleeping, getting a good night's rest, um, not, you know, not partying all night, Saturday night. It's probably not going to, if you're, if you're partying all night, Saturday night, your soul's not going to be well prepared to feast on God's word come Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that we should think about the intentionality we put behind important days of the week for us, right? We are getting our stuff ready. We're mentally preparing for that next day. Um, sometimes we might have a habit of just kind of rolling into Sunday morning. Like this is my relaxing day that I get to go to church and I can mentally turn off. I can stumble in, you know, (laughs) I can, I can walk in, um, not think too far ahead of it, but you know, maybe I think what we're saying is preparation is really important to get that, that Mm. value out of the day. It is. And, and, and the thing about Christian worship is that we, put our entire, we offer up our bodies as living sacrifices to the Lord. And so when we worship, we should be engaging our minds, not putting them on check. Mm -hmm. When we are worshiping, we should be thinking about our posture, which is why there's so many physical expressions of worship in the Old Testament, whether it's being prostrate physically before the Lord on your face, uh, whether it's lifting up your hands in praise to the Lord, whether it's... um, uh, and this is one we don't do culturally anymore, but the encouragement that Paul would give to greet one another with a holy kiss and to... Some um, cultures still do that. They, they totally do. Totally cool. They do. And Paul's saying, look, let's redeem this and let's redeem this in the in the body. This mm-hmm. is great hospitality. It's great brotherhood. It's great um, uh, on, those, on those fronts. And so he would take that and say, let's continue doing this. Greet one another. But it wasn't just with a kiss. He qualified it with a holy kiss um, mm-hmm. because you were now... Right. Um, in Christ. And so our greetings of one another matter. They are, they are sanctified and they are sacred moments when we greet each other. 
Um, and so we want to think about how can I be rested enough so that I am uh, able to physically engage my entire, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually engage the worship of God. Pray in preparation. Yeah, leading up to Sundays, you know, talk to the Lord a lot and pray for the people you're going to gather with. Yep. Spend time in the Word. Um, try to get a hold of the text that you're going to be studying together on Sundays and spend time reading on it, reading through it, reflecting upon it. Both both broadly, like read the whole book or read through the book and then also read specific texts, right? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking mainly of the passage that Just you're studying. Okay. And uh, I'm but telling I mean, you, no, I'm not read the whole Bible. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, and, you know, be well-rested. Be well-rested. Um, and another component, this one we didn't talk about yet, but it may require more time than we have today, but I do want to throw it out there. Um, so in Ephesians chapter 4, and we're told not to grieve the Holy Spirit, and one of the ways in which when we are grieving the Holy Spirit, the, what that oftentimes look like is bitterness. Mm. And so if we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit, then we don't want to allow a root of bitterness to grow up in our hearts. And usually when bitterness is growing up in our hearts, it has something to do with relational friction between us and some other people. And in the family of God, it happens a lot within the family of God where something's not right in a relationship. Uh, Jesus would say something very similar in the gospel where he, he says, before you go and offer up your sacrifice, you need to go make peace with your brother, make everything right in your relationship, and then right. come yeah. worship the Lord. And so in our preparation, we need to take into account what is the state of our relationships in the body of Christ. If there is friction, if there is division, if there is conflict, if there is unforgiveness, if bitterness is swelling up between us and others, we need to prepare ourselves to gather with the church by going to work on those relationships, by confessing sins, by issuing forgiveness, by healing and restoring relationships so that when we come together as a bunch of sinners saved by grace, we can come together um, and the Holy Spirit may be glad among us and not grieved by us. That's a great, great reminder and great encouragement. All right, until next time.